Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny, in case you're new here, or welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day. Today, on the day you are listening, on the day that I am posting this, it is Valentine's Day. I hope you spread some love into this amazing world. Even if you don't have a partner or a lover, you can spread love to people you see on the street, people you work with, your friends, your family, anyone else you know. I just am such a sucker for valentine's day because obviously i love love i've realized this that recently like i'm very into giving and love and just expressing my appreciation for people so i love valentine's day it's one of my favorite holidays it's so cute so yeah happy valentine's day hope you're doing well I am doing pretty well today, actually. I've had a really nice weekend, and I will talk about that in a little bit. But first, we're going to do a rosebud and thorn, as we usually do. My, I'm going to start with my thorn. This is a kind of a random thorn. My thorn is that I was looking through my old podcast episodes from before just to kind of brainstorm what else I want to talk about on my podcast. You know, usually my podcast episodes, I think about just like what's going on in my life or what's going on that time of day. You know, I, I'm, it's kind of like time sensitive, but I was kind of just looking through and I realized like this background that I have is really pale compared to my old one in my old room before I moved out because in my old room, my walls were not white. They were like a cream color. And I realized I think that looked a lot better than this white wall. This white wall kind of washes me out a little bit. So I kind of need to figure out what I want to do with that. Maybe I might change where I film and put up like a little backdrop or like a background color. I'm not really sure, but I think I do want to think about changing it up because I don't love how it looks like the lighting wise. It's kind of a little too washed out in the background. And then also, uh, there's not enough contrast with the wall and also me. So yeah, um, that is that. So I was just looking through and I was like, um, I, I kind of like my old, also I feel like my old backdrop was just a little bit cuter. There was like the calendar, the poster and just like stuff on the wall. And I know there's like photos and stuff on the wall right now, but it just looked a little better before in my opinion. So I want to think about how I want to change up my background. Maybe I do have another wall I could use for filming, which would work and I could put up maybe like a colored piece of paper in the back or something so that it's like colorful oh maybe I could get one of those I've seen them on Amazon where like it's like backdrops you can change so you can attach different colors and stuff on them and then roll down the piece of paper depending on what color backdrop you want that is honestly pretty smart but I'll think about that I just noticed that today as I was like kind of brainstorming and just like was like "Uh, I don't really love that anymore I don't love how the white wall looks anymore yeah I'm really happy with this place because all the walls are white but now that I'm kind of looking at it I'm like oh it looks kind of blank when all the walls are white so we'll see also I'm just like a someone who loves color so yeah I'm I'm a I'm a neutrals person not really a white person I'm like an earth tone color anyways that's my thorn my bud my bud is okay this is very random my bud is that it's valentine's day this week and i've planned a few things that are just a little like 
random surprises that I think people will really enjoy. So I work at a math tutoring place, as most of you know, and I think starting like two years ago, or maybe I only did this last year, but I would buy roses for all of the instructor team that is working on Valentine's Day. And I remember last year, it was like a really cute surprise for them. So I did the same thing this year. I bought roses as well. And I'm going to give the roses out to the instructors on Valentine's Day. And I think it'll just be a really cute surprise for them. Um, I just love doing stuff like that. And then my other surprise that I've planned is I work at a warehouse office, as I've said before, in the mornings. And so for that one, on Valentine's Day, I bought a little pack of Hershey's Kisses, the Valentine's Day themes. And basically, I work... One of the tasks that I have to do is I work at a release window, which is basically all the drivers will come in to see me. And then I'll be like, okay, you can pick this up. Okay, you can't pick this up. I release the shipments essentially. And one of the things that I do is I put out little snacks on the windowsill so that the drivers can come in and have a little snack. So I bought a pack of Hershey's Kisses Valentine's Day themed ones and I'll leave it on my windowsill so that they can have a nice little treat. Because I did that for Chinese New Year. I bought a little pack of the Chinese New Year candy and a lot of the drivers really, really liked it and appreciated it. So I'm going to do the little Valentine's Day ones, obviously, because that's cute. And I think that's like it's like such a small thing, but I think it like makes a lot of people's day, which is what I love to do. So that's my but I'm looking forward to just everyone's reactions to that. And even if they don't have a reaction, that's like totally fine. It's just like cute to do. You know, it's like a little surprise for people. And I love that my rose my rose hmm okay my rose is i was talking about this later my rose is that i hosted a valentine's day little party get together this weekend which was really really fun so i have a close group of friends from high school we call ourselves cram it's like the acronyms of our first name and i invited them all over as well as their significant others and they all came over to my tiny little 450 square feet apartment imagine there's seven of us and we were all playing board games. We made a little pizza night. Actually, I'll talk about it now. That was one of my topics on for my podcast today. But I hosted a little game night on Friday. And so I had planned a few icebreakers, but there was a lot of traffic. So not everyone came on time, which was totally fine. But we made pizza. Like I went out and bought the pizza dough and the pizza sauce and all the toppings. And then we prepared it and baked it and stuff like that. It actually turned out way better than I expected. I was kind of worried about like... You know, I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to turn out. You know, we're not chefs. We're not professionals. But actually, it turned out really nice. We baked the pizzas and then broiled them at the end. So then it had like a really nice bubbling of the cheese. But my friends, you know, put on the toppings. I worked. I literally all I did was cut the bell peppers because I was like, I am not a chef. I'm just going to leave this as it is. And it was just super fun. Like, I think it's just a wholesome activity. People weren't on their phones. It was just nice to spend time with people. One thing that I worry about a lot when I host people is like oh will people actually have fun like that's that's one thing where it's like I love to host and I love to have people over and I love to take care of people but one of the reasons why I don't do it a lot is because I stress myself out all the time with like oh my god are they having fun like if they're not having fun I need to do something immediately about it it's just something that I worry about but it was pretty fun. I, I thought it was pretty fun at least. And it looked like everyone was having fun. So we made pizzas and then we also played board games. And it actually like, I was kind of worried because everyone's close with their significant others. But obviously because their significant others didn't know each other beforehand, like 
my friends and I did from high school. It, I thought it would be kind of just like a little weird, but actually everyone was like really open to playing the board games, like getting to know each other. And like we ended up playing We're Not Really Strangers, which if you don't know is basically this game where you talk about your feelings and you talk about like your friendships and stuff. And so I was really pleasantly surprised that everyone was like open and down for that. And um, yeah, I just had a lot of fun. So that was really nice. I definitely want to host more. I think like if, when it's my birthday, I definitely want to do something because my boyfriend and I have our birthdays really close together. So maybe we could do like a combined thing. That would be super, super fun for sure. Then that was my game night on Friday. Another update that I have for you guys is that I bought a coffee table finally. So you guys don't really see it like past my waist down on the camera. But if you watch, mm, I don't really know. But basically for I moved into this place in September and it is now February mid-February I think today marks like literally five months since I've moved in which is crazy next week I'm planning to do an episode about what I've learned since living alone because there's been a lot but anyways I <laughs> knew that I didn't want to get a couch for this place because this place is honestly not very big and also I find that a couch is like not much utility like yes it's a great place to sit down and relax but like apart from that and it, it doesn't it doesn't do much other than that and also it takes up so much space so I, I kind of was against buying a couch also because like I don't watch tv I wouldn't buy a tv for my place so I'm like why do I need a couch for and um when I was originally furnishing my apartment I was like oh my god like I should just get like a multi-purpose table because I you know, a table is really functional. You use it for your desk and like to do work and stuff like that. But then also you obviously eat on it and all that. And I knew I didn't want to get like a tall dining table. Why did I not want to get a tall dining table? I'm not sure. Mostly because you have to buy chairs and stuff like that. And I think that's really limiting because obviously I'm not going to buy like eight chairs because I'm living by myself in this apartment. I'm only going to buy probably like two. But if I wanted to host people and I knew that was something I was interested in doing, then there's not enough chairs for people. Like everyone has to bring their own chair essentially. But it's a lot easier if I buy a big coffee table and everyone just brings a pillow to sit around because that's what we did on Friday and I thought it worked out really nicely. So I'm really happy with that. So I bought a coffee table last Sunday. I was kind of just fed up and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I procrastinated it for so long. I don't know why. At first I was like waiting for the, this certain Ikea table to come back in stock, but it was like never coming back in stock. So I kind of gave up on that. So I went out and I bought a table and a shelf from this place called Yisk, which actually is severely underrated. I think it's really similar to Ikea, but just a different brand and things are actually in stock because Ikea has been out of stock for like the longest time now. So I bought a coffee table and I bought a shelf to organize my like hobbies and I love it. My den is just so much cleaner. I can move the table around if I want more empty space in my apartment. But if usually I just keep it in the middle because I usually am just sitting and doing like my journaling and stuff on my table. So I've been really liking that. And uh, the coffee table, I think if you watch, you should go on my tiktok and watch the video where i unbox it because then you'll be able to see it's like a nice natural wood color with black on the bottom but i want to paint legs white because obviously that'll match a little bit better 
And then I also got a shelf. I'm pointing at it, but I can see it, but you can't. And it's just like a, it has one, two, three, four. It's like a little angled shelf. It's pretty cute, actually. And I, I'm calling it my hobby shelf. So basically, I'm putting all my hobby stuff on there because I have... <laughs> I have a lot of stuff for my hobbies, I realize. So I have one compartment fully dedicated to my camera equipment and my electronics. So I have extra lenses, memory cards, my tripod, um, stuff like that. And then one shelf for board games. And then like three of the shelves are taken up by stationery, which I didn't realize I had so much stuff. I'm still looking to buy little baskets to organize in the shelf because everything's just kind of laid out there and it looks really messy right now. But... At least it's like not on the floor, which is what I'm really happy about because I was living and eating off of a cardboard box for the last five months. Now that I have an actual table, it's actually really nice and I'm uh, really happy with it. I'm really happy with how my apartment's coming along. One reason why I like never pushed myself to furnish it that quickly was like, oh, I'm just going to move out anyway. Like, what's the point? And then as I got closer and closer, like more time passed, I was like, well, I'm getting closer and closer to the day I have to move out anyway, so what's the point? But then I was like, you know what? I still want to make the last like seven months that I have in this place like fun and like I don't want to eat off a box on the floor. So yeah, I decided to just pull the trigger and buy a table. Even if it's not perfect, I have to paint the legs white or whatever. It's still better than not doing it, which I realize is a very important lesson is obviously sometimes doing things is more important than doing it perfectly because sometimes it's just it's just more important to get it done. You can always adjust later. Anyways, for my coffee table, I also bought a little flower vase and I put in some flowers, which is so nice. I feel like such a proper adult. They're these little tiny flowers. I don't know what they're called. They are pretty popular, though. Uh, I think it's called baby's breath. I don't know if that's a real name, but I think that's what it's called. And they're like, uh, when I bought them at the store, they called them like unicorn theme because they're like pink and blue and purple and yellow. It's so adorable. I love the color scheme. And then yesterday, my boyfriend also bought me roses from Costco for Valentine's Day, obviously. So I put those in the vase as well. Everyone's looking a little cramped in there, but it is really beautiful, all the flowers and stuff. So really happy with that. That's my update with my place. I still have... I'm thinking of buying this. There's this, it's so cute. There's this little kid's plush chair from Costco. It's basically like a more form-fitted bean bag. And I'm really tempted to buy it because I've tried sitting on it and stuff. And it's not like that small. Like they say it's for kids, but honestly, like I could fit in it. And I think it'd be just like the perfect place to lounge and read and chill. Also like put it up and use it against my table just so there's like a little backrest. Sometimes sitting cross-legged without a backrest can kind of hurt. But I'm still thinking about it. And it's it's only $100, which is like pretty cheap to be honest. So I'm like really thinking about buying that because I think it would be really adorable. Anyways, that's my update with my place. Um, also, in case you're just curious, the reason why... I keep saying I have to move out is because my unit is attached to a house at the front of the property. I live in a laneway. I think I've said that before. And the landlord was more interested in selling the property right at the beginning, but the market was just not the best. So that's why they just decided to rent out both the house and this unit that I'm living in. But 
once my lease is up, they're going to try selling again if the market's a little bit better. So obviously if they sell the unit, I'm not sure if I can still live here. I'm sure if they decided to just keep renting, they'd be fine with me just still living here. But because they want to sell the property, if the people in the front change, they might not want to lease it out to me. They might want to lease it out to maybe a family member or just someone else. I have no idea what's going to happen. I really actually do hope that I can stay here because I do love this place and I think it's just a great price. I, I like the area a lot. Like I really, really like the area. And um, yeah, I hope that, I hope Either the market still sucks and I can still rent this place so that the landlords don't sell it. Or if they do sell it, the new people like me enough to keep renting to me. I also hope then they don't increase the prices too much because that would also suck. But anyways, that's my little update. Another update is last week I was talking about uh, everything that happened with my neighbors last week. Um, my update with that is it's been a week, more than a week now, and they still haven't come back home. I have no idea if they're ending their lease. The place is just empty right now, but I haven't heard anything since. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens. And um, yeah, so that's all my updates. A new little segment that I think would be super cute is I want to do a little affirmation with you guys every single episode. So... Let me grab them off my table. My friend Angela has passed me along this pack of versed affirmation cards that she got in PR because she's a she's an influencer and she gets lots of PR. And she said she, she gave this to me on Friday and she was like, you know, I think you would probably be the only person that would appreciate something like this. So, yeah, it's basically just a bunch of cards. You can see they have little happy faces on the back. And uh, they have affirmations on them. And every morning I've been picking one out just to kind of read to myself and remember. So I'll show you the one I picked this morning. This one says, accept yourself as you are because you're pretty great. Obviously, that's a great one. I think I want to make a video or something. I was also brainstorming this morning about like restarting my YouTube channel because I haven't posted on that in a couple months because I don't know what I want to do with it and I've been kind of unmotivated, but I actually have a few ideas up my sleeve now. I've been kind of re-inspired. I've been really into making content again, which I'm really happy about because obviously this is one of my favorite things to do and feeling inspired is just... Yeah, I just didn't really know what I wanted to focus on on my YouTube channel because there's just so many different platforms that I felt kind of overwhelmed, but I did kind of narrow it down. I think I've been focusing a lot on TikTok, but, and TikTok is really fun. I think, I'm not really sure. We'll talk about this some other time. I need to think about it a little bit more, but I... I was always like, oh, I never want to do like sit down videos on YouTube because I have my podcast, obviously, but that doesn't mean I can't do sit down videos. I still want to. Um, and one of them, the reason why I started talking about this was I want to talk about how I became such a positive or sorry, how I have such a positive mindset and kind of how I trained myself to do that. Because for the longest time, I really didn't have a positive mindset. Um, in high school especially, I was extremely insecure and just like really, really unconfident in myself. But in the last few years, and especially right now, I think my mindset has shifted so much and I just feel like I'm very, very positive and very, very 
not just like unrealistically positive, but I can kind of take things as they are and work with them. Like my mindset's very flexible right now, but we'll talk about that some other time. I want to like flesh that idea out a little bit. Anyways, I'm going to pick a new card for your affirmation. Ready, 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 ready. There's like a whole stack of them. I'm so excited to see what they all say. Dun, 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 dun. It says channel positivity, attract positivity. What the heck? That's like perfect. I was literally just talking about how I have a positive mindset. I really think once you focus on positivity in your life and focus on looking for the positive, then it'll come back to you. I was just listening to Full Coverage, which is a podcast by Laura Lee and Manny MUA. And Laura was saying, you know, the universe has an energy and whatever energy you put out will come back to you. And that's one of the things that I think I started doing that really helped my positive energy was if you look out for positive energy and send out positive energy in the universe, the universe will send it back to you. It's like a very karmic cycle. And that's why I think I love like doing special, happy, cute things for people because sending that energy out there not only gives that positive energy to other people, but also it'll come back to you as well in different forms. So That's your daily affirmation of the day. Do something positive for yourself or for someone else you love. And uh, yeah, let's get into today's episode. I've had a really long intro already. All right, so obviously today is Valentine's Day, the month of love, the day of love, when you're listening to this, but I wanted to do some sort of themed episode. Last year, I brought my boyfriend on for my Valentine's Day episode, and that was a lot of fun. I honestly have not had a guest in a while, and I'm kind of missing it. But I actually wanted to focus more this year on, (laughs) this is kind of weird to say, not feeling bad that you're not in a relationship on Valentine's Day. There was one year, I've been dating for two and a half years now, my current boyfriend, which is crazy. And before that, I had a relationship for one and almost a half years. And there was only after starting dating in total, only one Valentine's Day that I was single. It was the Valentine's Day of 2020. I was single. And that year, I remember particularly, I felt so sad and just bad that I was single and not in a relationship. And I realized now that I love being in a relationship. I think there are a lot of benefits, of course. But That doesn't mean being single is bad. And I feel like right now with society, like a lot of people hate being single and just talk badly about it. But I think there are benefits to being single and also benefits to dating. So I wanted to talk about things that I have learned while I am single that are great and things that I've also learned while I'm dating that are also great because I think you need both periods in your life to succeed. I obviously from when I was a child until grade 12, I was single and I And while that was a big period of being single, I don't think I truly appreciated it because A, I was a child and B, I didn't know what being in a relationship was like. But when I started dating and then I broke up with that boyfriend after that period that I was single again, I think it was like almost a year basically, I actually learned a lot more about myself and got to appreciate myself again fully 
because now I had the relationship, uh, now I had the experience of being in a relationship, but I had being single was like a different experience. I don't know if that makes sense, but basically what I'm saying is if you are single this Valentine's day, that doesn't matter. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, you can pour in love into yourself, friends, family, people around you. It doesn't always have to be a significant other. I know society has commercialized Valentine's Day, you know, to be the day of love, the partner, significant other and stuff like that. But it's totally fine if you are single coming from someone who's in a relationship, I know. But honestly, no one is ever judging you. No one's ever looking down on you. Like we don't, no one does that really. So let us talk about what I learned about when I was single first. So as I said, I was single for about a year when I, after my first relationship between my second relationship. And during that year, I actually had so much fun. I feel like at the beginning of my single period, I knew that I needed to work on myself. That was like actually one of the biggest reasons why I felt I needed to break up with my previous boyfriend was because I didn't feel satisfied in myself. Oh, that's actually one of my lessons later on. So I'm not going to go into detail too much, but I had so much fun being single because I was able to focus more on myself, do the things that I wanted without feeling like I had to think about someone else's thoughts or think about what someone else would say about what I was doing. So I really, really enjoyed that. Okay. First thing that I learned is just that I am capable of anything. Simple as that. I feel like when you get into a relationship, you kind of forget about your independence naturally because there's someone else that you really want to care for and someone else you really want to include in your life. But going back to being single and realizing, okay, wait, I don't need anyone else's approval or opinions or anything else to live my life. And granted, I think this was because I was in a slightly healthy unrelationship. I can't talk. I think this was because I was in a slightly unhealthy mindset and relationship in my first relationship. And this is pretty much on me. I put way too much value in what my partner said I was doing or what my partner thought about what I was doing that I kind of lost my focus and my independence to do what I want. But when I was single again and I realized, okay, wait, I can do whatever I want. No one will say anything about it like the people that care about me are totally supportive now I don't have to think about someone else's opinion I can do whatever I want I've said this before but in my first relationship my partner was not like the most supportive of me making content and stuff like that and I was doing it just for fun at that point it was like my first year of university and then I kind of stopped for a while and like didn't take it as seriously because of what my partner said and then when I broke up and was single again I was like oh wait a second I should take this seriously again do what I actually enjoy and so I am capable I am just independent in my thinking when you're single it's so nice to be like that actually I kind of kind of miss it a little bit it's like really fun to just be able to think for yourself and do what you want and just and I think everyone needs that period in their young adulthood because then you fully get to discover what you're actually interested in, what you want to accomplish, what your goals are. So that was a super important lesson. Okay, next up, there are a lot of different people out there. <laughs> so after breaking up, I was single and I decided to go on the dating apps for a little bit. And holy moly, was I surprised about 
all the different types of people. And granted, this is only in Vancouver. And I feel like Vancouver is like known to be super small and everyone is super similar. So with the fact that I could find such different people just in Vancouver alone shows that there are a ton of different people out there. So every time I met someone new and I was just chatting with them on the dating apps and stuff like that, I was genuinely so surprised as to how people were raised and what people were like as an adult. Because when I was going through high school and meeting my first boyfriend and stuff, everyone was kind of in the same social circle. We all kind of knew each other. So we were all pretty similar in terms of like ethnicity, socioeconomic background, interests, stuff like that. But going out as an adult, you realize like, oh, like you can really meet anyone. And it's kind of like a huge melting pot of all these different attributes that people have, which is really crazy to think about. So I think not even just like if you're looking to date again, but even if you're looking to just meet friends, like there are so many different people out there that it is crazy to think about. And I think it's like a great time to take advantage of that when you're single, because obviously you have the time to go out and meet people, go out and see people and just want to meet new people. I feel like I have kind of lost that a little bit in the last few years, but I kind of want to also go back out and just like see more people and see different types of people for sure. So there are a lot of different people out there. Next up is confidence is everything and this is kind of applies when you're in a relationship too but when you're single I have realized this recently and it's that whenever you do something your confidence is literally everything if you I I would take this into okay let's talk about my jobs now when I am teaching math (laughs) And, you know, I, there's a lot of different things in the curriculums of math. And also just like, I'm faced with a lot of different types of problems every day that kids bring in for homework. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know the answer to a lot of them. And I'm trying to figure it out too, while I'm also teaching the kid. But if you are able to just play it off as you are confident in your ability to solve the problem, even if you're faking it people will treat you way differently. I want that's one thing that I like to train my the new instructors on is that confidence is everything because I've seen a lot of other instructors that I've worked with they are faced with a new problem and they don't know how to figure it out and they're trying to figure it out but they just freeze they're just not able to speak they just don't know what's going on they're trying to like put all their brain power into solving this problem and they just look super nervous and obviously the kid is kind of like uh do you know what you're doing like I don't know if I should trust you whereas if I go in and I want to solve this problem and I honestly don't know how to do it either As long as I pretend that I'm confident in being able to solve it, even if I'm not able to, the kids react a lot more positively to that. So whenever you are going out, even if you don't know what you're doing, the confidence that you carry in yourself is so much more important than anything else people will see. Confidence is like an energy that kind of pulsates through your body. If you are, if you have that confident energy, everything that you do is just not better, but just 
people will take you a lot more seriously people will trust you more and people will be more likely to want to talk to you and want to engage with you whereas if you walk into a crowded room and you're already like hunched shoulders you look nervous you know your eyes are like darting everywhere that kind of energy people don't want to approach so I've learned that as I was single because for a while and I think that single period was where my confidence really came from. At the beginning, I was pretty insecure and my energy was pretty low when, okay, this is so stupid to talk about, but like when I would go clubbing with my friends during that single period, I was like, why are all my friends talking to boys, but like none of the guys approach me and stuff like that. And then I kind of switched my energy along with my mindset. When I was able to pulsate this confidence and confident energy in me I kind of found like oh shoot people are actually coming up to talk to me and also I'm more willing to talk to other people when I go to a club nowadays I remember my most recent time I went to a club which was last summer yeah last summer I had no problem with going up to talk to people like wanting to talk to people I was trying to you know find a cute mans for my friends to you know talk to and so I would literally just go up to them and be like hey are you single my friend is looking for someone to talk to and that is just confident energy that you need to have within yourself and that is definitely something you work on while you're single it's great so that's my next thing confidence is just everything It is truly, even if you go into a job, like this applies not to just dating and being single, but like in your work life too. If you go into something with an energy that you're able to figure things out, like you are confident in being able to figure things out and you're not like, I don't know what to do, what the heck? Even if you don't know what's going on. That's what I do half the time when customers call me. Um, So in my warehouse job, sometimes I'll get a lot of phone calls throughout the day and half the time I'm like saying nothing but it's just the tone and the energy that really gets people and that is just what it is people can just sense your energy and that is just why it's so important to have a really confident energy because that is what people will see first and that is what you carry yourself with throughout this world all right next up your life is the most important This is something I truly realized while I was single. So again, in my first relationship, I think I was, I just was kind of putting way too much value in what my partner had to say and what my partner thought about my life. And I kind of didn't really grow up with like the healthiest parent relationship. So I didn't really know what proper relationships were supposed to look like. And so that's why I kind of relied on my partner to fill all these voids inside of me. But when I became single again, I realized, wait a second. And this is one of the best discoveries that you will find in your young 20s, if you do. You, When you realize, wait a second, I am the only person that is going to live with me forever. At the end of the day, when I die, it's going to be me that remembers what I've done in my life. Me that remembers what I've accomplished. Me that remembers what I'm going to regret. And when you realize that, wait a second, then who the F cares about what other people think of me? Why should I care about that? When at the end of the day, the only person that's really important in your life is you. Granted, okay, obviously I'm being a little exaggerating here. Obviously we have family members we care for. We have partners. We are, if we're single, I don't know. 
obviously there are people we care for. But in general, I think at least in Asian families, we are always raised to think like, what do our parents want us to do? Obviously, we have this sense of reciprocity that we really need to give back to our parents. And by doing that, we sacrifice our own dreams and wants for what they want us to do. When you realize, wait a second, in my life, the only person that's going to feel these regrets if I have them is me. I'm going to be the one that has to shoulder all of the regrets if I decide to not go for my dreams, decide to just go for what my parents want me to do. Like the person that will suffer the most is me. And when I realize that and also just wait a second, my partner first of all, my partner should be supportive of all my hopes and dreams. And if they aren't, I'm the person who has to shoulder all of the regret. And when I realized those things just combined all together, I was like, why am I still letting other people control my life and letting people just live my life for me? Like, what the heck? That doesn't even make sense at all. Like saying this out loud right now, I'm like, what the heck? It doesn't make sense at all. So once you like, I feel like being single is like the perfect time to practice this and just learn this. I think it's like being single is the time to be selfish. And that is that. Okay. My last thing that I'm going to share about what I learned while being single is there is so much to learn about yourself. And granted, you can still learn about yourself while you're in a relationship. Uh, I learned so much about myself while I was in a relationship and while I've been living alone. But uh, when you're single is, I think, when you can truly learn about who you are as a human being yourself. Because, you know, I learn about myself while I'm in a relationship, but that's like learning about myself and what I'm like in a relationship. And yeah, I think... I've learned a lot since living alone. I think actually that's probably been the most of learning about myself recently. But I feel like when I was single was when I truly learned the most about myself first, right? Because before when I was a child and I was single, you know, going throughout high school, I didn't really appreciate being being single and learning about myself the way I could because I was like, eh, this is just life. But then having that experience of being in a relationship and then being single again I was like okay I have so many things that I missed about being single and there are so many things that I have now experienced that now being single again is totally different so there's just so much learn about yourself I feel like when I was single after my first relationship was when I truly realized like I'm actually a pretty headstrong person I'm not as timid as people think I'm definitely shy I'm kind of weird where it's like if you meet me for the first time I'm probably not going to talk to you and that's not because I don't want to it's because I'm too scared I'm very very shy with new people um but then once you get to know me I actually actually no I am still pretty like I don't talk a lot especially in big group settings with my friends and stuff like that I'm more of a listener but I've realized like with myself and the decisions that I make I am pretty headstrong and I'm not timid at all. Like I know what I want and I'm going to go for it. And this is like not trivial stuff, right? Like I'm actually pretty indecisive with, oh my God, should I 
turn here? Should I park here or park there? I'm terrible with that. On the spot, not good at all. But if you ask me like what I want to achieve in my life, what I want to do with my time, like I'm pretty clear and I will do it, right? When I was solo traveling, I just booked my tickets and figured it out on the go. So there's just so much to learn about yourself when you're single. Figure out who you are outside of a relationship. Figure out your values. Figure out what kind of friendships you want to be surrounded with, how you can best support yourself. There's just so much that you can figure out on your own while you are single about yourself. So those are my five lessons that I learned while I was single and I think have carried on throughout my life. Now in a relationship, I still have these lessons with me, but these are like the top things that I learned while I was single. I am capable. There's a lot of different people out there. Confidence is everything. Your life is the most important. And there is so much to learn about yourself. Okay, next section is things I learned while in a relationship. Not gonna lie, I've been filming for almost an hour and I'm kind of tired, but we need to finish off with my five tips. No, five things I've learned from when I was dating. Okay, first off, Dating will not satisfy you if you're just trying to fill a void. Let's let that sink in. Dating will not satisfy you if you're just trying to fill a void. And what I mean by that is if you, let's think about this. What do I mean by this? Let's break this down because everyone says this, but what do they truly mean? Let's figure it out. So let's say, I think what I mean by this is if you are not already content with yourself by yourself, you will not feel content when you're in a relationship because when you are not content with yourself, you're going to be relying on your partner to say all these nice things to you about how you're so perfect, you're so beautiful, you work hard and all this stuff. You're going to be reliant on your partner's words. And as soon as your partner's busy, your partner's having a mental health day, your partner is not doing their best, what, you're just going to fall apart too? I think it is so important to feel satisfied with yourself and that it encompasses so many things. So obviously you don't have to be perfectly satisfied with everything. It's not like a unrealistic, I'm 100% happy with who I am, but the majority of the time you need to be accepted, accept, you need to accept who you are. And that means physically you need to accept what you look like, that you accept your body, you are happy with who you are physically and you're not constantly comparing yourself, you're not constantly self-loathing, you're not relying on other people's compliments to feel confident in your physical body. Mentally, you need to be satisfied with who you are, who, what your values are, what your personality is and what you support. Um, Oh, I just had it in my mind and now it's my thought is lost. Uh, Work ethically, I don't even know how to say this, but ambition and goal wise, you need to be satisfied with what you're striving for, what your goals are, what you hope to achieve in your life, because there's so much there that is so important. So I just think that 
there are just so many things that you need to have within yourself first before you can be satisfied in a relationship. Otherwise, your relationship is going to be super unsatisfying for you because your partner is never going to do all the things that you need to supply within yourself. And that's just how it is. That's just how it is. Second tip, second thing, second lesson is communicate, communicate, communicate. And I am still working on this one all the time. I have this horrible, terrible, I was going to say horrible because I was combining terrible and horrible, but horrible, terrible tendency where if I am upset or if I think my boyfriend is upset with me and I'm too scared to ask, I will just shut down verbally completely and not talk at all. And that just gets so confusing for him because he can't read my mind. He thinks that I'm mad at him where I think I'm he's mad at me. And it's just so confusing. And we've gone through a couple arguments that have stemmed from this where I just shut down and don't talk at all. And so I am still learning. Communicate, communicate, communicate. And not even with that. When you're looking to go through issues with your partner, you need to communicate what you are thinking and what you are feeling because it is not your partner's responsibility to read your mind and figure out what you need. It is your responsibility to communicate that to the person that you are in a relationship with. Oh my God, I had another thought, but then I just lost it as I was finishing that sentence. Ah. And with the goals of your relationship and where you are hoping to go as a person, where your partner is hoping to go as a person while you are dating each other, you need to communicate that. What are your long-term goals? Is this going to be a long-term thing or is this just a short-term thing in your mind? Like what is the expectation? You need to communicate. Otherwise, I mean, okay, obviously I'm just talking about like relationships that like you want to eventually marry and you want to have a long-term relationship with. Obviously, if you're just in a relationship for the short term, maybe you're not open to a long-term thing, then this doesn't always apply. But as someone who is wanting to date for the long-term, you need to communicate, communicate, communicate about everything. It's because it's so hard. Obviously, we are two different individuals coming together to try and build a life together. We're not going to be able to read each other's minds. We we grew up differently. Like we don't have the same upbringing. So we're going to want to do things differently. What's the, you know, there's just so many things that could go wrong. And when you start assuming things is where it really goes wrong, because then you're going to assume something, then your partner's going to get a little bit upset because you assumed incorrectly because you can't read their mind. And then it's just going to be a whole ordeal. So why not prevent all of that by communicating? And I need to know this too. I need to learn this too, because I am still working on being a good communicator. So we will do it together. Okay, next lesson. There is no perfect relationship right off the bat and love at first sight does not exist. If you want to have a really successful relationship for the long term, you know there's that quote where it's like, love is not enough to sustain a relationship. And I think that is so true nowadays because there, love is just not enough. You need to be able to talk about finances. You need to be able to be satisfied with yourself personally and career-wise. Like there are just so many aspects that we are trying to all satisfy while in a relationship, but are also independent of our partner. So there, like all of these different facets, you need to work towards together. Like there is no relationship ever that 
once you start dating, everything is just going to be perfect. Like, oh, they know exactly how to show you love right away. They know what flowers you like right away. They know that you like to be taked out on date, taked out, taken out on dates. I cannot speak. You know, like you need, you need to be able to communicate. You need to work towards what is the love language that I want to receive the most? How should you treat me when I'm upset after a day of work? What do I look like when I'm angry and what should you do when you're when I'm angry? Not at you, but maybe something else. Like there are just so many tiny little facets that we learn from our partners that are just impossible to have right off the bat, which is why I think it's so ridiculous when people are like, oh, it's not really working after a couple months. Okay, bye. I am all for ending a relationship if you don't think your needs are satisfied, but I think you need to be able to communicate your needs first. And then if your partner still isn't satisfying or complying or choosing to do what is best for you, then you end the relationship. I am all for, and this might be a little bit unhealthy, I'm all for trying my best and trying to make it work out as best as I can before I call it quits. And I know a lot of people are like that too. So just know that, you know, it might seem like some relationships are so easy, especially on social media, but there is no relationship where people are just perfect and just mesh together perfectly right off the bat. You might be really compatible and like your chemistry might be really good. You know, conversations just flow supernaturally. But when we're talking about the nitty gritty details of like when you first move in with your partner, like how are you going to split who does the dishes and who mops the floor? Like all this stuff needs to be worked through and talked with between the partners. I'm going to sneeze. Okay, I'm good. So there's no perfect relationship right off the bat. And relationships are kind of like a grapevine. You need to kind of grow together. And it's not like you're going to have a perfect flower right away, if you get what I mean. Yep. That is my third lesson. I'm kind of speed running this because I'm kind of tired of recording. But I'm also going to try and give you as much detail as I can. Number four, one of the biggest things that I have learned while dating is being able to see myself from someone else's point of view. Because let's bring up the example again where I tend to shut down. And in my mind, when I shut down, it's because I'm super, not anxious, but just nervous that, oh my God, my partner's mad at me. Oh my God, what did I do? I replay all of my actions from that day and just think about like, oh my God, what did I do that made my partner mad at me? Oh my God, is it because of this? Is it because I didn't send the message with a heart? Like I overthink everything. And in my mind, I'm like spiraling, right? But when my boyfriend first communicated that to me where he was like, I really don't like when you shut down when you're upset because I have no idea what's going on. I real I when I stepped back and and took a step in his shoes and I was like, huh, like he is not mad at me. He's just really confused and actually is kind of worried about why I just shut down like that. Like being able to see myself from a point of view, I'm like, oh. People don't think the way that I do. Like he doesn't think that I'm overthinking things when I shut down. That kind of really clicked in my mind. And I was like, oh, huh, very interesting. And so 
that was like one of the one one of the most important things I've learned. <sighs> Let me see if I can think of some other examples. Mm. I mean, there are a couple other things, but I just think more most importantly, what you learn from in, being in a relationship is being able to see different perspectives of yourself that you would never be able to see otherwise because obviously I know myself as an independent individual from when I was single you know I know who I am on my own but I don't truly see what I'm like as a partner my partner kind of reflects that back at me so I think it's really important to be able to see that perspective you get to learn a lot more about yourself that you never would have otherwise like I think you just get to learn a lot more lessons when you are a different role if that makes sense right like the lessons you learn as a sister is different from the lessons that you learn as a mother which are different from the lessons that you learn as a brother like every time you take on a different role every time you're given a new identity I feel like there are just different lessons that come with it and being in a relationship is one of those roles that you get to learn lessons about yourself that you would never have otherwise because you have this person that is in such close proximity with you that is like reflecting these things back at you if that makes sense so yeah I think that has been and this has only really fully come into fruition in this relationship which is that I've really like realize that me being in a relationship is like a totally different characteristic than anything else in my life so that's definitely like I think your partner offers such a different perspective that no one else in your life can give you because you know your mother's not gonna tell you the same things that your boyfriend does about yourself you just learn different things from different people and from different roles that you have in your life which is very fair but yeah my last lesson from dating is people cannot read your mind so obviously there's like a huge theme with the dating side lessons is that you need to communicate and you need to be able to communicate what's going on in your mind what you are thinking about what you're concerned about like everything like that because everyone just thinks so differently obviously when you're single like you don't really have to communicate what you're thinking because it's just me but when you're in a relationship and you're trying to accomplish goals together you're trying to figure out life together you're trying to work out problems together you need to be able to communicate and that is honestly something i'm still working on all the time i am not the best communicator especially if i'm overwhelmed or just like not doing the best it it sounds like i can talk a lot because i have a podcast but this this the when i speak things out loud in my podcast is like my stream of consciousness in my head like when I am recording my podcast, I don't have thoughts in my head because they're directly sent to my mouth to say out loud. I don't have thoughts. <laughs> but in a relationship, you just need to be able to communicate so much. And that is one of the biggest things that you will learn. It is so uncomfortable to communicate sometimes. It is so uncomfortable to tell people what you are thinking because you're not used to that because you didn't know that people will actually listen to you. You know, stuff like that. I think it's just super, super important to be able to Talk about what you want, talk about what you're thinking, talk about what you're not satisfied with. Those are all really important because, again, it's not someone else's responsibility to read your mind and figure out what you need. It's your own responsibility to communicate that to someone else. 
And that's on that, on that, on that. So I think being in a relationship and being single has multitudes of benefits depending on where you're at in life. You will learn a lot while you are single and while you're in a relationship. So don't go, you know, comparing the grass is always greener on both sides, whether you're in a relationship or you're single right now on Valentine's Day. There's just things that you will learn with time in both stages of life. And that's all I have for today's episode. Sis went off today. I hope you have an amazing Valentine's Day. I hope you have an amazing February. I hope you're doing well. And um, yeah, you can check out my other content if you want, but you don't have to. Uh, it's, it's your life. I'm just here living my life. So, well, you can do what you want. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed. I've been really enjoying making podcasts recently. So there'll be more to come, of course. Next week, I think I'm going to talk about what I've learned since living alone. I've done one of these episodes like a month after I moved out. But now that I've been moving or living alone for like almost six months now, I feel like it's a little bit different. And uh, yeah, I hope you found something helpful this week with this episode. The most important thing I wanted to share with this episode was just appreciate where you are in life right now because there are certain like there are certain things that you will never have again in this current life stage if that makes sense so if you're single appreciate being single because once you're in a relationship you're not going to go back to being single for a little bit maybe I don't know or ever again and if you're dating appreciate dating because you have such a unique opportunity with this amazing person living in your life and you're working through things together and it's just we got to just appreciate. We just got to appreciate. It's like the lucky girl syndrome I was talking about. You got to be grateful. You know, you got to be grateful. It's so important. And um, yeah, today, my lucky girl syndrome moment of the day is recording this podcast and being able to share all this, all these thoughts that I have with you all. I've been having a lot of fun, as I said, recording my podcast. And I think it's just been so nice. And being able to make content is so fun. And I've been having a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun with it. I just feel like I have not been putting on stress with myself. Obviously, I try to have deadlines and, you know, I have to record my podcast on Sundays to get it up on the Tuesday. But other than that, I haven't been forcing myself to do certain topics that I think, oh, people will like. Like I do topics that I want because that is what I'm passionate about and that is what I want to talk about. And I've been really, really enjoying that and feeling very lucky with that. So anyways. I've been rambling on enough. My voice is like, I'm losing my voice. So I will talk to you in my next episode. I hope you enjoyed and have a great week and I'll see you soon. Okay, bye.